hadn't had any traffic. What, it, or, it hadn't sold in three days? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The world's going to end. <laughs> so tell me your thoughts about uh, what, what you guys are seeing um, out there. Well, it, you know, the mentality on the seller side is is that, you know, you price it at anything and it's going to sell right away. Um, I think the average days on market in Virginia right now is still running about six or seven days. And so that's the average time a house is on the market before it gets a, an offer on it. Um, that's phenomenal. You know, usually it's 30 to 45 days if you look at it historically. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unbiased Street Podcast, sponsored by 360 Home Inspections. Today, we have a very special guest. We have a power couple from Clock Tower Realty. <laughs> we have Kurt and Heather Reistetter. Did I say that right? Close enough. Close enough. Your, your name scares me, so I don't like to say it very often. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you guys coming on, um, joining us for this uh, podcast. This is episode, I think, nine now. Uh, plus one after hours uh, where me and, and Brian from uh, C3 Heating and Cooling just kind of started drinking during the after hour. So it was fun. Uh, fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got another one coming up soon. So, uh, but I appreciate you guys coming here. Um, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Go ahead, Kurt. Okay. <laughs> I, I am Kurt Reichstetter. I've been a realtor for 32 years. Um, I got my license in my 20s. Uh, I was working for DOD. Uh, I was a, a civil or a um, systems analyst, and I was bored, and I liked to go look at houses. So uh, <laughs> at that time, I also had hair, and, uh, you know, the houses that I would go see, the agents would look at me and go, that guy doesn't have two nickels to rub together. I was like, <laughs> okay, I can figure this part out. So I got my license, and um, I had bought already my first house, and that was in Oregon Hill. Um, and so that kind of just led to having the license, being bored, working for the Department of Defense, and um, then going full-time. Nice. And, and I did that. And, and back then, um, the MLS was a book. So all the houses came out in a book once a week. Um, like the TV guide. Like, yeah, but thick, <laughs> you know, like a telephone book, <laughs> thick. Uh, and you got the book every Friday, and that would be everything that was on the market. Um, I could tell all kinds of stories of back to in the day. You to show a house, <laughs> and it was always snowing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I did new homes for 15 years, and I've done resale for the last 17 years. <laughs> yeah, 17 years. Yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. Take it away, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I guess I started in 2015. I got my license, but I was working full-time. Um, at the time, I was working at VCU. Uh, I was a research assistant. Uh, we studied organ transplants. Interesting. And, uh, yes, I've had a varied career life. <laughs> but I had met Kurt, and uh, he was doing his real estate things. So I just decided, well, that's kind of fun. Maybe one day we could do it together. So I just started working on my license slowly. And then I, I think I had a license for a couple years before I even really used it before I quit my real job. And now I do it full time with Kurt. Um, he does a lot of the forward facing stuff and I do a lot of the paperwork, <laughs> <laughs> the planning and things like that, 
marketing and such. So yeah, that's how we work together. It's uh, it's interesting um, because you know my wife's a realtor, um, so we don't work together just the same industry. But it's it's interesting when you see people who actually work together, live together. Yeah. So yeah, how's that? People ask us that all the time. We do just fine with yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, every now and then I'm like, I got to go to the grocery store by myself. <laughs> but for the Is most part, we for do someplace well. else? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just get me out of the house okay. by myself. No, um, we do fine working together. I think we even have an office, which is pretty tiny. We're right next to each other mm. most of the time. And so, so far we've done okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we survived COVID. <laughs> Yeah, and and being well, we were already in the same mode. We were, right. yeah, even yeah. before COVID, so you, were, you were just pra- you were just practiced up for it. Yeah. That's right. What's kind of cool on Heather's background? She did mention that her mom was a Century Twenty One agent back in the day and wore a gold jacket, and her dad was a builder developer. Oh, nice! So it's in her genes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And back, you know, when Heather worked at VCU, we were living together. And I don't even know if we had been married yet but we were living together and i would take her every morning to vcu and drop her off because that way she didn't have to pay for parking or park or whatever right. and then i pick her up in the afternoon and so it was great i got in early got everything nailed and mm-hmm. i'd come pick her up well eventually you're on the phone as a realtor all the time and she'd hear me talking to all these people and i'd hang up and she'd be saying well you should have said this <laughs> or what about this or maybe you should do it this way. And I, I was like, well, maybe you should get her license. <laughs> and then she got her license. And then she got her broker's license. And so having a fresh brokerage license, and mine is rather dated, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of things she knows that I forgot <laughs> rules-wise. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, she keeps me in check is basically what it is. Nice, yeah. nice. That's a good dynamic to have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for those listening, uh, I met you guys, uh, Kurt, first uh, through through just by chance, really, because he needed uh, assistance or something, and then uh, we've been working together ever since, and I appreciate it. Um, for what it's worth, I think you guys, when we interact, it's a very real interaction. You know, there's a lot of fakeness out there, um, not just in this industry, but any industry, and and you've never tried to influence anything. You've never tried to um, uh, steer anything. It's always been very just real never honest. never bribed you or anything. Yeah, like real okay. upfront, honest. And that's what I like. That's why I like working with you guys, just because it's, it's fun, you know. And, and it's, you know, we don't have to pretend to, about anything, you know. So, so I appreciate that. That's how we work that. with all of our clients, like yeah. with our clients too, not yeah. just others. Yeah. We always are very upfront with our clients. And, and educating them on everything. You know, the more they know, the easier it is for yeah. us to work with them. And uh, at least not there. You've never gotten mad at the home inspection. Uh, I don't know what that's like when you leave. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't think you've gotten uh, mad at Good, bad, or ugly. Or, or well, either the on the other side. Right, right. <laughs> but not the inspector. Yeah. Yeah. Not the inspector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's much appreciated. Yeah. We, get, we get people mad at us quite a bit, you know, just, just for, you know. Finding stuff. So, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, as we're recording this one, uh, we're about, I don't know, it's probably hard to date it, but, you know, a month or so, maybe a little bit longer, plus or minus, uh, into a shift uh, of, of, the, uh, of the real estate 
market and industry, and we've gone from, you know, two and a half, three percent, uh, shot up to six percent interest rates, and that's really changed the things. And I was talking to somebody earlier today. I said, you know, I don't, I don't really envy you guys at all um, because trying to price a house right now mm-hmm. is probably not the funnest because you've got comps from the last two years that are outrageous, and then certain areas have really cooled off. I know there's uh, certain areas that I've done inspections in that the price drop has been 25 to 40 grand um, in the last couple of weeks. Wow. And yeah. Um, so just trying to get sellers who are still expecting, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You yep. know, the, <laughs> um, and then, and then just trying to price it properly. And then, you know, three days later it still hasn't sold or had any traffic. What, it, or, it hadn't sold in three days. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the world's going to end. <laughs> so tell me your thoughts about uh, what, what you guys are seeing um, out there. Well, it, you know, the mentality on the seller side is is that, you know, you price it at anything and it's going to sell right away. Um, I think the average days on market in Virginia right now is still running about six or seven days. And so that's the average time a house is on the market before it gets a, an offer on it. Um, that's phenomenal. You know, usually it's 30 to 45 days if you look at it historically. Um, so homes that are priced well sell, uh, instead of having 30 offers, they've got 10 offers mm-hmm. uh, if they're priced well in an area that is um, uh, popular. Uh, I haven't seen, you know, the what you just mentioned, where the prices are dropping that much. Um, and I, I guess it's a price point, too, you have right. to look at. You know, if you're talking starter homes, and now starter homes in Richmond, Virginia, are th- Three hundred thousand dollars, you know, two fifty to three hundred. Where starter homes three years ago were one hundred and seventy-five to two twenty-five. Right. Um. So, you know, and w- one of the things you and I are going to talk about in this podcast is uh, the the price appreciation in the last three years and how that affects uh, your insurance and fire replacement insurance. We'll touch on that later on, but. The jump of $100,000 in three years is phenomenal. Um, you know, people that bought a starter home three years ago now have basically an extra $100,000 in their pocket, equity-wise. Right. Um, you have to sell to get that money, and then where are they going to go, which is a whole nother problem. But that, that part of the market, there are still more buyers than there are sellers. And so you're always going to have price appreciation in that because we're not building enough homes to replace those or to funnel homes to that market. And with the way things are, um, builders or even some builders are probably starting to cut back a little bit as well. So Nationally, that's that's the, the trend because yeah. they're worried. Correct. So, yeah. so now we've already got a shortage and now – where we're, we couldn't make up, close that gap anyways, right. you know, not for several years. And now right. we've, you know, they're starting to pull the range back on, on, on the speed of what they're, which they're building uh, yep. because of fear and, and, and other things. Yeah. But and they were never building starter homes anyway. Right. right? And right. so that section of the market is really the toughest place to be. Yeah. You know, the land keeps getting more and more expensive. Um, the old saying, and I've heard it for, decades god's not building any more land right you have to go further and further out but the further and further out you go the counties don't want dense uh, 
you know, you got to go smaller lots to make it affordable. Counties don't like that. Right. You have water and sewer issues where if you're out in outlying areas, you got to go septic field and you got to go wells and you need a certain size lot to handle those kind of things. So it, it's a density problem. Uh, you, we, yeah. we can't get the lot small enough to make them uh, cheap enough to afford affordable housing. Um, there are some places that are doing things towards that, but it's just, it's, we're chasing our tail. We're a million two yeah. behind in the number of homes that we need to be building uh, in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the county thing is a, is an interesting conversation because of how county government and like I said, the further away you get operate, um, you know, it's, it's residential first. And then all of a sudden it's, well, we have X amount of people now and we don't have the infrastructure to support it, but you also don't have the tax revenue to support it either because residential taxes just don't produce the type of income or taxes for a, a county government to, to be able to do all the things they need to do. So they're constantly chasing as well. And then you get people moving, you know, from Richmond or whatever city, you know, it could be whatever city. And they say, Hey, I called 911 and it took y'all 25 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, because but we're used to three minutes, right? You know, um, you know, I'm used to being able to go to the corner and get a grocery store. Now I got to drive 15 minutes. You know, y'all need to build more stuff here, right? Uh, so it's just a continuous, and I, you know, understanding why they don't want to deal with that. It's just because it just brings a lot of uh, frustration and and unrealistic expectations, which. You know, not that that's in real estate at all. Uh, <laughs> as people well, get, Kurt and involved. I live in Hanover County. Yeah, and we live on ten acres, so we understand. We've been there five years. It was almost five years, so we're kind of in that middle where we haven't been there as long as a lot of people have. So we're kind of new, but we're not new. We moved there for a reason to get yeah. you know out in the country. But yeah, it it adds expense too. You know, as far as driving, it takes us half an hour to get to civilization. Yeah. You know? There's a food line not too far, but nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> um, internet, we have really crappy internet. And Internet's that's, that's a one. Hanover yeah. County issue. Yeah. A lot of the other counties are picking up the, the tab there and working on it. Hanover County's a little slower. Yeah. Um, so we pay a little more for that, and it's doesn't work as well. And yeah, New Kent's a little <laughs> bit slower at Hanover when it comes to the internet. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 same same problems, you know. And I've seen quite a few people move out to, you know, New Kent, for example, because that's where I live. So I always say, hey, you know, I live here, whatnot. If you need anything, give me a call. And then, you know, they month goes by, they close on the house, and they call me like, hey, who do we call for internet? We're having a hard time. <laughs> uh-huh. Like. I don't, I don't have a good answer for that. Right. You know, it was like, yeah. like, yeah, we know it was going to be this bad. I was like, mm-hmm. it's I'm, on our yeah, Facebook page yeah. pretty much every day. Yeah. Who do you use for internet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think, um, yeah, the housing, the housing problem is going to be solved any, anytime soon. Um, no. for what we, yeah, no. No, all that we have. Um, so what's your thoughts moving forward? <clears throat> with what we got. Um, I think there's a transition period. Um, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't envy you guys trying to price this stuff and, and consult sellers and then consult buyers. Cause I've, I've seen some buyers still, um, go in to, uh, place offers and they're still waiving inspections mm. and it's, 
out of fear, not out of necessity, because we're still in that mindset. And it's like, hey, there's only one other offer on this house. No, we need a wave inspection. We need a wave the appraisal. You know, so we we got a I think a little bit of a transition period going from from one extreme to I won't say the other extreme, but at least a normalization of it. Um, uh, for for lack of better words, to before people start realize like you know what I'm. I don't have to be so scared anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, know how long that's going to take because right. you know we've got a couple that we're working with that have put in a few offers. Yeah, and lost them all, and we put in one just a couple days ago. Thought it was the strongest offer. It was everything they could do. We thought it was super strong. It went over all those things. We did not waive inspections. We've. I don't think we've ever had anybody waive inspections. I counseled them not to. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's other ways around that, you know, right. not calling the first thousand dollars or, you know, there's other things we can do to work around that. But yeah, sellers see that waived inspection and that's it. And we keep losing them yeah. to things like that. Yeah. You know, we don't, but yeah, that's, that's a hard one. And the last one had 10 offers on the house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we lost. So Two, 260 in Chesterfield County, 10 offers. Yep. Yep. It's just it's that price point too. So. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. There's still very much pockets mm-hmm. um, and and price points yeah. that that we're still seeing, uh, or you guys are still seeing a lot of offers and whatnot. Um, it, it's cooled off in some places where you can go and and it's you know been there for three weeks. Right. And yeah. And now I've seen I don't know if you guys seen this, but I've seen you know been sitting on the market for three weeks. They get one offer. Um, it's under list price or at list price, and you know they get rejected. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, we're not taking that. <laughs> well, that's always been one of the fallacies that sellers have, um, and I've seen it my entire career. Is oftentimes they will reject the first offer that they get because they think they're going to get a better offer. Yeah. Well. The truth is, that's probably the best offer that they're ever going to get. And so in their minds, they're like, no, I, I can't accept this. I, you know, we've only been on the, on the market three days or yeah. seven days, you know, whatever that time period is. But there, it, it, it just psychologically doesn't work for them um, to accept it. But the reality of it is they need a good agent to say, you better accept this or you might not ever get anything more. Is that because the longer a house is on the market, the more concerns a buyer may have, so they offer lower? So Very much so. Okay. Yep, very much so. What's wrong with this house? Yeah, why It's been on here? the market for seven days. Yeah. What, <laughs> what's wrong with this house? Yeah. Well, and they can be hoping that the sellers are getting desperate, too, a lot of times. Right, that's, that's right. That's thought. It's like, oh, well, it's been seven days. They'll be desperate. They'll take this lower offer. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a right. lot of it, and I think, you know, we're up to, and I don't know if you know what the count of, of realtors in Richmond is, but I think we're like at 5,800. No, it's higher. I, I just looked at it. It's like. I think total members of MLS is seven and realtors is around six. I, I 6,000 realtors running around. It's a little more than that, but yeah. yeah. And, and the reality of it is, is that we're going to lose about 25% of them in the next 18 months. Yeah. Because there's not enough business to be sustainable for that many people. Um, and it, it is cyclical. Everybody piles right. in and thinks, oh, it's easy to make money in real estate. Let me get my license. Yeah. And they and they try and do it. And the last two years, 
you could make a living in real estate. You know, all you had to do is show up. Right. You didn't have to have really have any skills. You just had to show up. Now those skill sets are vitally important. Yeah, we've seen that. We're going to see that in um, home inspections as well. I mean, the last two years, home inspection companies have popped up everywhere um, because it's just the work has been, has, even with waiving inspections, you know, it's, it's been plentiful. Uh, and I know of one, maybe two companies that's already essay companies, single man or single person uh, companies, inspectors or whatever, um, they've already closed up shop. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that was like pre-shift. Like we were just <laughs> preparing for this shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and because they they just took it for, for what it was and, and they didn't invest into the future and start planning marketing strategies and things like that. It's like, well, the phone's always going to ring. Right. And then... Well, not, no, because this is an exception to the rule. No. The last two years have been an exception to the rule, right. you know. So um, I know I've heard, I don't know if you guys ever heard, but if you're trying to figure out where your business is, your averages, you know, you take away your first year and you take away your last year because your first year is an anomaly because you're just getting started and or your best year, your best year and your first year um, because your best year is an anomaly and, and your first year is an anomaly, you know, and then that's how you get your average. So you can't really base your business off the last two years. No, not at because all. Because it's, it's just yeah, not yeah, accurate. There's, there's a lot of realtors that are going to be in yeah. Yeah. checkbook shock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, anybody that's not been in the business, the majority of the realtors out there today have never been through a recession. Mm. They don't know what that is. Yeah. The last recession was 2008, 9, 10. Yeah. And so anybody licensed after 2011, 2012 doesn't have a clue what, what's mm. coming down the, the pike. So, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. It will be. Oh. Yeah. It'll, it'll, yeah, um, I think now's the time for, for mentorship, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I talked to uh, Blair, owner of Talking Monkey Media, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago now, I guess, and uh, just talked about marketing strategies, you know, because a lot of people, like I said, last two years, you know, you didn't have to market. The phone no, just rang. And, and if you start today on marketing, you're, you're 60 to 90 to 120 days out from seeing a return on that investment. Um, and if you don't know what you're doing and you're scared to spend money, like a lot of people are when things slow up, um, now you're going to be even further behind, you right. know? So, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's definitely going to be a changing landscape yeah. in the real estate industry. Yeah. If uh, you weren't marketing the past two years, even, which like you said, a lot weren't, they're already two years behind yeah. a lot of agents. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which breaks a great segue into marketing <laughs> strategy. So, <laughs> One of the cool things um, is that you guys do is is your videos and pictures and posts on social media. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, I, every time I do an inspection with Kurt, I always, always ask him. He says, and that's why when I first told Kurt about the podcast, he's like, now I just talk to Heather. He says, uh, she'll do it because she, she gets she'll mad at me it. because I got to take like nine takes to get the videos right <laughs> and all these pictures and stuff. So. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, how did you guys start doing that? Um, so we um, came across a company. It was actually referred to us. Um, I guess, I, you know, I can say who it is. We try to keep it secret, but we don't need to because of the way they work. So it's it's called Platform Marketing. Um, and they're a marketing group that works um, mostly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so we started working with them. They only take one agent in every market. 
Oh, wow. So they will not have any other agents in the Richmond area. Now, they do have agents in Virginia Beach, and they have some in Roanoke and that thing, but there are no other platform agents in Richmond. So it helps because then there's not crossing of posts and things like that. Um, They come up with some of the ideas. We come up with some of the ideas. Um, The sillier the video is is probably mine, (laughs) as that's where my brain goes. Um, So the the sillier ones, I, I just like to have fun with them, just something to do. Um, it yeah. doesn't always showcase the house, but you know what? It gets the people looking. Yeah, so absolutely. It's 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 what starts it, and then we usually will, of course, we'll post pictures and a link to the house. Yeah, so you can see the house too. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the, what goes on behind it is um, being active in the community and being that person that you come to 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 find out about the community. So mm-hmm. we like to highlight small businesses. Um, or just things that are going on, or things that we're doing in our own lives. You know, yeah. it's also so that you get to know us. Like I just said, I'm the silly one, and you will see that in our <laughs> in our videos. And and that's so you get to know who we are and who you're working with. And it's that's what we've been doing. I don't yeah. <laughs> well, the evolution to getting to the platform marketing group was, oh, yeah. you know, we had a team of twelve, and we had a full time marketing person mm-hmm. on staff. We had a transaction closing coordinator. You know, we had that that mega organization. Mm-hmm. Um, we were always, Heather and I were always looking at how to make it better marketing-wise. We knew we needed to go further with ideas. We just couldn't figure out how to do it. Right. And so we, we imploded the team. Uh, because it's a lot of work to have a team, and it <laughs> doesn't always have all the benefits you think that it <laughs> does. Um, and just keeping it simple, just Heather and I, and we don't, you know, we farm out everything else. But but we found a group that could take us that next step in the marketing evolution of trying to get in front of people and staying front of mind. So right. when a real estate transaction came up, they go, oh yeah. We need to talk to Kurt and Heather, and that's yeah. that's what it's all right. about. Yeah, it's just being on Facebook the most. You know, <laughs> it is, it right. is, it's and I mean, if you look across any industry and you find a group of of those professionals, whatever it is, there's not a lot of delineation between what they're posting. You know, right. um, so you got to find, you know, as as I've always always leaned into, you know, do it differently. You mm-hmm. know, so what what is nobody else doing? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you guys do. Uh, I know, you know, going on inspections with Kurt, and uh, Kurt's like, yeah, Heather doesn't like this part. But every now and then he'll be like, hey, Heather's going to be here in a little bit. And I always know what that means. <laughs> I always know yes. we're going to be doing a video <laughs> at some point while we're, while we're there. Um, but it's fun. You know, yeah. like I said, it's, it's, it's different than the, the, what, what other people are doing. Right. Um, so that, that staying top of mind because it catches people's attention because, again, right. it, it's different. You know? and, and I think, you know, some of it, you know, you hate to see ads on Facebook. Everybody hates ads or whatever. And so part of the point is to, to make it not look like an ad. You right. know, we're not, you know, we're, we're not real salesy kind of people anyway. Right. We're not schmarmy and schmoozy. And, you know, so that's part of what we want to come through also is that you might see my ad and, yeah, I paid for it to be there in front of you, but it's because I want you to know who we are so that yeah. you're comfortable coming to work yeah. with us. Yeah, and somebody will look, look at that and like, you know what? 
Yeah, they look like a lot of fun to work with. You know? <laughs> so, or uh, they, we've, we never want to work. Yeah, we, we don't want to work with them, and we probably don't want to work with those people anyway. So it all works out. But most most uh, agents, I think, have this uh, attitude that they've got to talk about themselves. Yeah. You know, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not about us at all. Yeah. It's about giving our buyers or sellers what they need to get where they want to go. You, you, you got to offer a solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, yeah. Yeah. And just talking about me and how great I am, that's not offering the solutions to your problems. Your right. problem is how do I get a new home? Yep. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, and this, you know, seeing the same old ads of, yeah, I have this house for sale. Yeah. Here it is. And here's all the pictures. Well, we all like to look at house pictures. That's why we're in this business, but I want to see something else. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. You've got to mix it up. And you know, there's a lot of Facebook lives going on, you know, um, yep. Uh, yep. realtors have leaned into that pretty yep. good and whatnot. Um, uh, so, so then you just got to look at, you know, well, you know, if everybody's doing Facebook lives, what, what can we do differently? Right. You know, no, that's not important. You still do right. that stuff, you know, yeah. but it, it's a good mix. It's a yeah. good variety of, of doing different things, you know, um, just to get people's attention. So, yeah. absolutely. So, you talked earlier about, you know, some things. You know, I guess it's time to talk about them. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so for Fire those, insurance. Yeah, those that didn't, that, that, that don't follow you guys yet. Um uh, hopefully they will soon. Uh, you know, you posted something the other day about about fire insurance, and right. and that uh, if I remember correctly, that if I bought my home for a hundred and and ninety thousand dollars, and now it's worth three hundred thousand dollars, and I never updated or changed the parameters of my insurance, and it burns down, I'm getting a hundred ninety thousand dollars or whatever that. It's possible. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and now I'm. And of course, as we just talked about, you know, you can't really build a house for a hundred no, and not. Well, at least not the same one. You can't one. even buy it, yeah. build it for three hundred thousand. Yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. going to be more like three fifty, four hundred. Right. Um, and so, this all came about. I was I was in a meeting in D.C. with the deputy director of HUD. So for those the, that don't know, Kurt's a really important guy. He's always no, he's no, always going not, to places, not, and not. important meetings and stuff. Uh, but what was cool was it was a deputy director of HUD. It's mm-hmm. like one of the top guys. And he was talking about um, how HUD, Housing Urban Development, has gotten involved with fire, uh, home fires in California and out in Denver. Um, the, the recent, what was it, the spring when all those houses burned? Uh, around Aurora or whatever. Um, so what has happened in those situations is you get a massive community fire mm-hmm. where 150, 300, 500 homes all burn down at once. So everybody's got fire insurance. That's all well and good. But to rebuild those houses there and now, it's 10 times more expensive to build it because there are no materials on the ground. Yeah. Everything has to be brought in. There's already a shortage of materials anyway. Yeah. And there are no contractors to build them. So you in that case where your home has increased to 300,000, it's 500 $600,000 to build that home. So it, it's kind of crazy, you know, that happened and fortunately we live in an area where we get a lot of rainfall mm-hmm. and there aren't a whole lot of catastrophic fires right but in those um, fires it, they those people can't rebuild 
So HUD had to get involved with helping them rebuild. But it got me thinking that, okay, somebody's house goes, you know, has risen in value $100,000 and it burns. What happens to that person? And a lot of homeowners insurance have algorithms built into the insurance that the insurance company's constantly looking at the value and increasing the, the, the amount of insurance based on sales or roundup. So most people are protected. Okay. But you got to call your insurance agent to ask them, hey, do I have replacement costs on this home? What kind of value do you have on my home now? And if if that person doesn't know the value, they can call us and we can come up with the value. <laughs> that's right. Because that's, right. that's what we do. And so that way the homeowner knows they have enough insurance in case their home ever burns to the ground. and um, Or anything. Cost of everything's gone up, right? right so just right. making sure you're covered. Yeah, that's, that you're covered. So you're paying premiums. Just make sure you got enough to cover you. And most yeah. people do, but it's a good question or a good question to ask your insurance agent. Yeah. One, um, and and to just kind of double check behind. So that's where that all came from. It, it it was me thinking, okay, well, what happens to the average guy that you know has a home? that catches on fire. Yeah. The reality of it is when a home catches on fire, it's not a total loss, usually. Usually the kitchen will burn up or whatever. And so it all it all comes into play with insurance and making sure you got it. Yeah. Uh, where a lot of those, the ones out in California especially, they didn't have, a lot of those people have been there 30, 40, 50 years. They didn't have any insurance. Wow. So, you know, total loss, nothing there to replace it. But that's how that all came about. And so we had the marketing company create the, the fire <laughs> behind me throwing up my hand. So, and, and a lot of that was Heather's thought on how to do it. So, Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you, uh, did you have any other takeaways that would be helpful? From that particular meeting, not offhand, but 3 o'clock in the morning when I wake up, I will. And that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's how it always goes. I'm trying to think of what else from that meeting. Um, really, that's a housing opportunity committee meeting on the national level. And, and what we do is uh, look at housing affordability mm-hmm. and try and figure out ways to make housing workforce housing yeah. because a teacher, firefighter, um, those guys are being priced out of the, out of the market. They can't mm-hmm. afford a home any longer. Yeah. And that's just wrong. Yeah. That's just wrong. So trying to figure out ways to enable them to be able to have housing that yeah. they can call their own. Um, you've seen what rents have done. Yeah. Um, Richmond is one of the top, in the top eight spots for rental increases in the last year. I saw that. That headline. That, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. Um, I had a case where a, a younger couple um, with an apartment in the West End we're paying $1,500 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. So they're each paying $750, total $1,500. First of September, their rent is increasing $350 a piece. <laughs> $700. So from $1,500 to 20, 
I'm doing the math. $2,200 at a stop. Because it's just that. Realtors can do percents, but we don't add it. I've heard. I've heard. (laughs) Um, That's just crazy to me. And and they're looking for a home because even at 6% interest rate and the home that they buy, that home is still going to be cheaper than what what their rental is going for. And they're using their own money to pay equity towards Mm -hmm. their property versus paying a developer, unit owner, his mortgage to pay off his building. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's insane. See, I had a conversation today or yesterday. I don't remember. And they were talking about how they put applications in, you know, for, for, for rental. They knew somebody, whatever happened, happened. And they, they, they needed someplace to live and they were putting applications in and, like they had like twenty applications, this rental company or whatever had twenty applications for one unit, and like people were just like bidding wars for for buying a house. People were doing that, like you know, we'll so pay where an are extra. They living now, I don't. What are, like, why is there twenty people that don't have a home and one? Home? Well, and, well, it was actually that conversation was this morning, and and what I found out was is that when the problem happened. Once, well, I'll say not the sole problem, but a big contributing factor was the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And we brought, uh, apparently a lot of refugees came through Fort Lee and the Richmond area. So they yeah. are um, looking for uh, housing, taking up a lot of the long-term hotel rentals or motel rentals, whatever, um, and, and a lot of the housing. So, hmm. uh, which obviously, you know, when there's already a housing shortage and we flood the, flood the area with even more people um and to get that assistance and housing assistance and things like that uh it, it really created a log jam of just space um there was just no space and, and people were like say were um she was telling me the person i was talking to was telling me like, yeah they were there were people you know 500 600 seven you know bidding wars just just doing rent you know well we'll pay an right. extra thousand dollars a month if we can get this unit so that, that's yeah. crazy um one thing that and you asked what else did you learn across the country and you you mentioned you know 20 applications for that one rental unit Mm -hmm. well one of the problem with affordable homes or housing is that a lot of those people don't have a lot of disposable income right they they, they're pretty much living uh, hand to mouth and they need that apartment but every time they're making an application there's an application fee and it could be fifty bucks. It could be a hundred. It could be a hundred and fifty bucks just for the application yep. fee. So you just said it. There's ten applications. That's a thousand fifty. Yeah. Five, that's fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. That that company has generated, and only one person's going to get right. that apartment. It's just a fee. And it's just yeah. a fee. <laughs> and so what's happening across the country is what I hear is there are a lot of companies that are just churning that. They're, 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 they, they put one unit on the market and get 20, 30, 40, 50 applications for it. They've only, they're just doing it to generate the money from the application fees. Yeah. And so that average working person is applying for three, four, five, seven places. They don't have that extra income to be able to make those applications. So it, right. it's, a, it's a real scam that's going around. Yeah, absolutely, oh. absolutely. That makes me mad. Yeah, it, it makes me mad too. It doesn't cost them $50 to process that. No, no. not at all. No. Ridiculous. No. It should be instantaneous. You apply for a, a rental unit, mm-hmm. that day a decision should be made. 
Right. We're not stringing this along. <laughs> hey, we should you be know, holding offers. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. your credit. I'm looking at, you know, okay, do I have a decision right then yeah. and there? So, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I don't I don't think it's going to get better no. anytime not soon. soon. Uh, no. Unfortunately. Um, and I will make an awkward transition uh, from, <laughs> from that. <laughs> so, but uh, I want to be respectful of you guys' time um, and whatnot. Uh, you were right about Kurt talking. Um, he, he said that he wasn't going to talk. I know, and he, he talked. Does. Yeah, yeah. He likes to talk. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys coming in. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, gosh. I know. Put well, you on the spot. you know, we saw in the news this yesterday and this morning how, you know, the there's a slump and, and the housing market is, they didn't use the word crashing, but I think they yes. wanted to. <laughs> they did. They probably did. But that comes out just a couple of days before inter- market rates or mortgage rates actually kind of took a little bit of a, a mm-hmm. slowdown, you know. So it's okay, people. We'll be fine. Don't panic. You know, these these mortgage rates are definitely higher than they were a couple years ago, but you you can refinance in a couple years and yeah. come back down. What's, yeah. what's the saying? Marry, marry the house, date the rate. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, okay. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah. marry yeah. marry the house, date the rate, and yeah. so you know, a year or two from now, you can get a new mortgage. Um, yeah, and mortgage interest is really the only thing left to the average working man that he can write off. Mm-hmm. She can write off. He or she can write off. Um, the one thing I was going to leave, uh, what will be interesting this next couple weeks, is what comes out. And I, I don't remember if it's GDP or if it's consumer price index, um, whether we have a second quarter of negative GDP. Yeah. Because yeah. if we do, then the government calls it a recession. Right. And then all of a sudden, all the news media is going to be saying, oh, it's doom and gloom. We're in a recession. <laughs> but we've got the strongest job growth we've ever had yeah. in history. Yeah. So and wages are going up a little bit. Yeah. You know, so yep. it's a, it, the economy is not as bad as the news tries to tell you it is. No, no. <laughs> well, they've been saying for, you know, you go anywhere last couple of weeks, last month, and it's it's all, except, oh, yeah, that, yeah. you know, sort of saying crashing, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they really want to. They you can do. tell you want to. I know. Well, they it, do. It, sells, it sells newspapers. It does. You know, it that, does. It's, and it's that's, that's why. Nobody sells newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I tell, uh, you know, we – we did a Facebook live not too long ago, uh, right when it started happening. And, you know, talk to a realtor, you know, if you got, if you got questions and concerns, um, uh, don't, don't, don't go by what the Facebook experts say. No. Don't go by what <laughs> Yahoo says. Don't go by what the news channel says, um, because their job is to, to sell clicks, mm-hmm. sell papers and, and not saying they're not being truthful, but it's just how they're phrasing right. it because they know that right. most people don't click past the headline. Yep. You know, yep. you, you read the headline, and that's all the information I Keep need to know. Yep. And, <laughs> and then I go to Facebook, and I could just go ahead and post what that headline said. That's right. And now I'm an expert, and, and there's chaos and anarchy everywhere. Mm. So, <laughs> and then, you know, wake up tomorrow and just repeat. Unless you see our Facebook post, in which case we are the experts. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I always tell people just, just take your time, um, talk to your realtor, because uh, even at 6%, it's still not the end of the world, um, no. you know. Uh, yes, the the prices shot up, yeah. you know, and that's that's 
probably the bigger issue. It's the 6% right. with the current prices. And that's the thing. They're not coming down. People no. are like, oh, the, when the prices come down, they're not coming no. down. They're not. So no, not it's better to buy degree. now yeah. <laughs> than to wait. You can't yeah. wait that part of it out. Yep. You can yep. wait out the interest rate possibly, but even that's going to take a And while. recession doesn't always mean bad for the housing industry. Right. You know? in, no, in, this, in this case, it's not. Yeah. What, yeah. The, what they say, it's not yeah. going to affect. Because yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we were in a recession when COVID started. They shut everything down. Right. And, and we know how that went. <laughs> for the, for well, the we were very Virginia. fortunate yeah. that we kept. We were able to keep working right, right. here in Virginia. Yep. Other states were not. So yeah. Fortunate. Yeah. And that's a story for another day. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, people want to get a hold of you. How do they contact you? They call Kurt. 804 <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook at Sold by Kurt and Heather and Instagram. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.